Welcome to the More Than Corporate podcast, where we discuss finding fulfillment, defining success, and living your best life. There's no roadmap to success, no one-size-fits-all answer to fulfillment. I believe it requires us all to be vulnerable and authentic about what we want to accomplish and have the courage to step out of our comfort zone to chase our dreams. Keep listening to hear stories from inspiring people who make it their mission to live their best life every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another Solo Friday episode of the More Than Corporate podcast, where it's just you, me, and the mic. Today, what I wanted to do was kind of a flashback episode for, I was thinking about the graduates and commencement speeches, and I really started to think, what would I want to tell the younger me? What do I wish I would have known, or what are the most important lessons that I feel like I've learned throughout my life. And I'm going to be honest with you, I wanted to release this last week, and I kept trying to record it, and it just came out as fluff. And it sounded like every other cliche thing that gets released, and I didn't want that. And I really needed to take some time and allow myself to get really vulnerable with these things that I'm going to talk about. And so fair warning, like this stuff is kind of deep and maybe a little emotional for me. So there's your warning. Before we jump into that, I wanted to take just a minute to talk to you guys about this amazing opportunity that I have coming up. I am so excited to finally launch my Define Your Life Mastermind. It's going to start July 1st. Listen, if you want to have everything that you want in life, you have to be able to define what that is. Your brain cannot understand ambiguity. So as much as it wants to help you be successful, if you don't really sit down and define what you want, your brain just keeps searching for what it thinks you need in order to feel successful or be successful. So what we're going to do in this mastermind is we're going to get real about what each area of the life will means to you. What does it take for you to feel successful in relationships? What is a successful career look like to you? When you sit back and you hear someone say hashtag relationship goals, what does that mean to you? What's that perfect relationship, whether it's romantic or otherwise? What does spirituality mean to you? Is it religion? Is it meditation? You know, what what does it look like to you? And all of these answers are different for every single person. But when we sit down and we actually define them, you can live a well-rounded life and you can stop stalling when you hit those potholes when you're running on this life wheel and you hit that area of your life that's just a disaster and is being ignored. And so it causes you to stall. In order to reach the level of success that you want to reach, you get to really define every area of your life. And I am so excited to put this together. I've been working on it for a really long time and it's really a passion project of mine. So with the mastermind, you'll be able to surround yourself with other like-minded people that are on a mission to define their best life. You'll get accountability from myself as well as the other people in this group. You'll have access to experts in a number of different areas, 
to tap into their information and expand your knowledge and perception of reality so that you can do things and accomplish things that you could have never imagined before. And together, we'll all be able to define our own life and we'll give each other the courage to go out there and live it. And I am so excited to bring this to you. So if you're a person who feels like you've stalled, you've never really been able to get that success that you want to get, no matter how much you accomplish, it never really feels like enough and you're just jumping from accomplishment to accomplishment, this may be the perfect program for you to stop that cycle. And I would love to be a part of that. So in the show notes for this episode, there is a calendar link to go ahead and schedule a phone call with me. Let's jump on a call and talk. No pressure, no obligation. Let's just see if we're a good fit to work together so that you can start living the life that you deserve and having everything that you have ever wanted in life. I am looking forward to hearing from you. And with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into this episode and talk about the things that I wish that I could go back and tell myself my younger self, and more importantly, the things I wish I could make myself understand. Because we can hear things, but we're not really going to understand them until we're ready to process that information. So the first thing that I wish that I would have known or that I could go back and tell myself is that it's okay to not have it all figured out. No one really knows what they're doing. Listen, it's human nature for us to go back and look at something or someone else and see what they're doing and think that they have it all figured out. They're better than us. This is why, you know, they're they're posting these pictures on Instagram and they're better or their audio's better or videos are better. Whatever you're comparing yourself to with somebody else, it is human nature to do that. What we need to do is kind of step back from that and realize that these feelings of imposter syndrome that we feel when we're about to put something out, that feeling that, you know, you might be full of shit when you go to put something out. Do you really like, is anybody really going to listen? Is anybody going to find this valuable? Like all of those feelings that we have when we go to put something out are feelings that every single person feels. I remember talking to somebody and we were talking about being on stages and I said, you know, one of the hardest things for me is sometimes when I get done talking, I feel like I just bullshitted my way through a 60 minute speech. And this person looked at me and said, I feel like that every time I get off stage. And I thought, man, like if this person's been doing it for more than 20 years and you get off stage and you still wonder, did somebody find this valuable? How did I find myself in this position? Like when you have that life that you look at and you're like, man, this is my life. It's a pretty amazing feeling to have. But those those itty bitty shitty committee thoughts that go on in your head, that imposter syndrome, that I'm not good enough, that as Brene Brown calls them those gremlins. Everybody has those. And I really wish that I would have been able to make my younger self understand that because I could have saved myself so much heartache. The second is you don't need permission to live your dreams. Listen, I'm a person who has always felt like I needed permission from somebody to go out and do things. And thank God that that finally shifted in my head. But there are times where I go back to that spot and I'm like, well, who told me that this was okay? I was doing a Facebook live with a friend of mine in my 
community page. And I asked that person at the end of the interview, if there was one message that you could get across to people, what would that be? And this is exactly what he told me. You don't need permission to live your dreams. And that really hit me hard because, again, this is something that I've struggled with in the past where I felt like I needed permission. I needed to go to college. I needed to go to law school. Like I work in a profession where you have to be licensed. It's very regulated. You have to have basically permission to do everything. And I I've never really been comfortable with the ask for forgiveness instead of permission mentality. This idea of not needing permission to live your dreams was something that really hit home for me. And I wish that I would have told my earlier self that if I show up from a place of integrity, honesty, and authenticity with a mission to make a positive impact, that everything else will fall into place. The third thing is death sucks. And you should allow yourself time to heal. Carrying around emotions from the people that you've lost in your life are only going, it's only going to come back and bite you in the ass later. I am no stranger to having people ripped out of my life. It started when I was eight and continued until most recently, kind of five years ago, I think, maybe six years ago. So this is something that's been a constant in my life where unless I really sit down and think about it, I don't really usually understand how many people I've lost in my life. And this is the danger of having a really close-knit family that's large. I mean, when I lose a great aunt or my great grandma, you know, that affects me because we are so close. And I wouldn't trade that for anything. What I didn't realize until I went through this journey over the last three or four years is how much each one of those losses affected me on an unconscious level. By the time my dad passed away at 19, I had lost probably six people that I can think of off the top of my head right now. And I used to think that my dad's death made me numb. What I realized as I started to heal is that I was already numb when my dad passed away. His death almost broke me. And I never dealt with those emotions until, you know, the last few years. I really wish that I would have told myself that grief is okay. I wish that I would have told myself that it's okay to take time to heal that it's okay to have these emotions, and that it's okay to not be okay as long as you don't stay there. I was that person that had to put a Band-Aid on it, that I was always okay. I compartmentalized everything. I shoved all of my feelings of grief and my emotions and loss in this box, and I locked away the key. And I really, really, really wish that I would have had the tools that I have now to be able to deal with those emotions back then before they caused so much heartbreak in my life. These emotions came in and affected every single relationship I've ever had. And I didn't realize that. And I'm not talking about just romantic relationships. I'm talking work relationships, friendships, everything. Now, I, I make this statement, but again, in the beginning of the episode, I talked about the fact that we can say things and we can 
people can hear them, but they can't really understand them until they're ready to. And I don't think that I would have been ready to hear this message. And even if I had, it would have altered the path of my life and I wouldn't be the person that I am today. So in one hand, I am so thankful for all of those struggles that I've gone through. On the other hand, I just wish that I would have known that it was okay to not be okay. Fourth, this one is tough for me. I wish that I could go back and tell my younger self to stop putting the weight of all of my insecurities on the people around me. My mom and I have such an amazing relationship now, and I love her so much. I'm so thankful for who she is and what she brings into my life but it wasn't always this way. And I couldn't understand why we just couldn't have that mother-daughter relationship that I had always wanted. Like, why did we have to fight all the time? And when I started to heal and I started to go through these programming and NLP training and things like that, it became really abundantly clear to me that I was so insecure and I didn't love myself. I didn't value myself. I didn't believe in myself. And instead of owning that and fixing it, I was asking the people around me, mainly my mom, to fill me with those feelings. And there's nothing that she could have done. There's nothing that anybody could have done to fill me up with the feelings of love and belief and belonging that I needed to have, because those are feelings that can only come internally. Once I took responsibility for owning my own insecurities and figuring out how to fix them or how to allow myself to handle them, my relationship with my mom became so much better. Once I took that pressure off of her to feel like she had to be a different person around me to accommodate my insecurities, to feel like she had to give more to me than she had to fill up this cup that was empty. Once I took all that pressure off of her and I owned me and I understood that she was doing the best that she could with the tools that she had and the information that she had gone through, because I forget so many times that I may have lost my dad, but my mom lost her husband. And she was dealing with all of that at the same time that I was trying to figure out how to be an adult, trying to figure out what my place in the world was and trying to do it with such low self-esteem. So I really wish that I could go back and tell myself to take ownership of this, to stop putting my insecurities on the people around me, stop making relationships harder than they need to be by asking somebody else to carry both sides of the coin. Of course, you guys know that I have to throw this in there. I wish that I had asked myself that important question that I talk about so much on this podcast that has impacted my life that my therapist asked me in 2016. What does success mean to you? I wish that I could go back and ask myself that question as a senior in high school, maybe even a junior in high school, because I was making college plans really early. I wish I could go back and ask myself, what does success mean to you individually? And then allow myself to understand that I don't have to have the answers right now, that it changes, that my idea of success at 17 is not going to be the same as my idea of success at 35. And it's not going to be the same as my idea of success at 50. The important thing isn't that that idea of success stay the same. The important thing is that we are constantly questioning it to make sure that at every area of our life, in every 
age and stage of our life that we are living it to the fullest and making the impact that we're supposed to make in the world. I want to leave you with something that was said during a Nashville Unplugged show that I went to. I ask my guests all the time, if they could time travel, where would they go and why? And I used to have an answer for this. And then I heard this quote at Nashville Unplugged and it changed my answer. I would give anything, and I've said this to so many different people, I would give anything to have another day with my dad. I would give anything just to be able to spend some more time with him. I know though that no matter how many days I have with him, it would never be enough. I would always want another one. At Nashville Unplugged, somebody said that they had written a song based upon a quote that they had heard somebody say. And that quote was, I wish I could go back to when I was a kid and hear everything that my dad said when I wasn't listening. That hit me hard. I just wish that all of the things that I would have thought I would have another opportunity to hear, all of the things that I would have thought would were not important and would... I would learn later in life, like all of those opportunities and those nuggets that I know that my family had to teach me. I wish that I had listened to them when I was younger. And again, you know, bringing in the we can hear things, but we won't understand them until we're ready to. This is kind of that overreaching thing that everybody wishes, right? I wish that I had learned this earlier. And then you realize that somebody did tell you that earlier. You were just too stubborn or not ready to implement it into your life. But I would give anything just to go back and rehear everything that my dad said to me throughout my life. Life is short. My dad was 42 when he died. And life is short is a cliche term. I don't think that I really realized how young my dad was when he died until a couple of years ago. I mean, I'm going to be 38 this year. My dad died at 42. When I put that in perspective, I remember thinking at 19 that my dad was ancient when he died. Now I realize my dad was so freaking young and tomorrow's not guaranteed. And I know that's a cliche. I get it. But tomorrow's not guaranteed. Take the time to live the life that you were meant to live now. Not tomorrow, not someday. Take the opportunities that are in front of you to be able to have the life that you want, make the impact that you want, because you might not get a second opportunity. You guys know that I appreciate every single one of you that listen, but I just want to give a shout out and say thank you for spending time with me, for listening to this episode. It was really personal and really hard for me to record, but I am so glad that I got it out for you guys, and I hope that something in it is valuable. Please remember, guys, that you have the opportunity to define your best life and you owe it to yourself to have the courage to live it. Thanks for listening, guys. And again, if you want to connect with me for any purpose, I would love to hear your thoughts on the show. Click that Calendly link below. Let's jump on a call and chat. Take care, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the show. I hope that something that was said resonated with you or provided value to you in one way or another. I'd love to hear more about your thoughts on the show. You can reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Amber Furman. Also, I've created a Facebook community for followers of the show to interact with me and other members of the community. You can find that on Facebook at More Than Corporate. So go ahead and join that group if you'd like to stay up to date on podcast happenings and meet some really cool people. Again, thanks so much for tuning in.